Welcome to Onwards the Podcast, where we cover all things holistic life practices, growth, spirituality, and self-discovery. I'm Kirsty Peebles, one of your hosts, and sharing this space with me is my beautiful co-host, Montana Burke. We're so excited to have you here. A loving reminder that all opinions and perspectives come from two truth-speaking fire signs who are doing their best to be all-encompassing. We're here to give you the shake-up you need to light up your life. And if you like what you hear, subscribe or follow as we grow and evolve together. With that, let's jump into today's episode. Today's episode, I have the pleasure of now interviewing my beautiful co-host, Montana Burton. Thank you for joining me today. Thanks for having me. <laughs> my pleasure. What a weird coincidence you being here. Weird, right? I was just Amazing. walking by. Yeah. <laughs> so we are doing a double drop, double, double episode drop this week yes. where Montana and I are both being interviewed so you guys can know a little bit more about us. But Montana, basically what the fuck is holistic counselling is our focus today. But first, we will be going into our question of the day using our Wear Not Strangers card. Love it. So for those of you who aren't familiar with the beautiful game, We're Not Really Strangers, please go and get it. <laughs> but We're Not Strangers. We're not sponsored, yeah, but we we're, should we're, be. Please, please. <laughs> we're Not Really Strangers is a beautiful card game that's all about bridging connection and asking really insightful questions. And ultimately, there are no right or wrong answers, but they all lead us to see that we're not that different. And deep down, we are so pure. We we're just want same. love. Yeah. We're all the same. Today's question you want me to go first? Let's do it. Okay. What's the question of the day? So a level two question. Again, if you haven't played this game, there's three different levels. Each level kind of just gets deeper. But a level two one is based on connection. And Montana, my question for you. And if you are listening, this is our question to you as well. We want you yes. to ask yourself this question or, or we want you to ask somebody that you love or someone you maybe you don't. Gold stuff for anyone who goes out and asks someone. Yes. Yeah. And we are loving seeing you guys talk about this. And like, oh, either it's amazing. Tag, yes, it's the please, highlight. Yeah. Please tell us. DM us if you've got a story um, or a, a beautiful connection that was facilitated by asking these questions. So yes. anyway, question of the day. What would your younger self not believe about your life today, Montana? That everything... I ever wished for came true way sooner than what I ever thought it would. That's so wholesome. Please explain. I think when I was younger, when I think back to myself at like 10, 11 and things weren't good and I was really struggling with my mental health and my family dynamics at the time, a lot had shifted and I was just dreaming of having my own counselling practice of being Did in my- Did you know you wanted to be yeah. a counsellor that young? Yeah. Holy I've always shit. known. Wow. <laughs> um. But I, yeah, I, I just, I wanted my own space. I wanted my, I, I wanted a partner who I loved and loved me. I wanted my business. I wanted my own practice. Um, I wanted a dog. I wanted a family and I've got it all. Literally. You're literally growing a human right now as well. Literally. That's so wholesome. A little boy. Oh. A little boy I found out on Friday. <laughs> My little son, which he, he tricked so me. I thought it was a girl. Fucking cute. <laughs> well, okay, anyway. But wow. It's it's that where I, I genuinely thought that this, I would have, to, I would be 28 with a kid and that's like, mm. yeah, I'm like three years off that. Mm. But it was like, I thought that, I just didn't know that I could be 
this happy and this in love with life. And I genuinely, who I was back then and who I am now is a different person completely. Mm. And I'm just... Same soul. Yeah, but just more in alignment with that soul, which is strange because you kind of like, as you get older, I think you get more out of alignment. Yeah, and usually. Yeah, you usually get more conditioned, but... I think whatever was on my heart and I listened to it and I followed through with it and it actually happened <laughs> lots of times. I hope you can like see her sunshine smile like oh. radiating through the audio here. That's yeah. so beautiful. What about you, my love? What would your younger self not believe about your life today? Um, I know this is a bit of a cop out, but the exact same thing. Like yeah. I literally the same thing I wouldn't believe that everything that I wanted is a thing like just in this last month or two months alone Mm. like I am engaged to the man that I love who loves and appreciates and respects me wholeheartedly we just got a puppy we are like my business is good I love what I'm doing I love everything that I'm doing at the moment yes and it's just the coolest thing to be like Kirst, you didn't end up in HR like you thought you would, babe. (laughs) Like, you are doing some bigger, cooler shit. And I think that, not that HR is not important. Oh my God, let me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But just for you, that wasn't on your heart. Exactly. And I think that's so very exciting Mm. and almost unbelievable. And we can't wait to hear the whoever is listening to this. Yeah, but you can't believe about your life today. Yeah. So please let us know what the answer is but jumping into today's episode as we said in our last episode we are so much more than our careers Mm. we are very multi multi multi-passionate multi-dimensional women and I need to say that before we get started today but Montana thank you for being here I cannot wait to talk about the incredible things that you do you do things very differently and I think that's exactly what the world needs. So let's start with like what do you do? What's your kind of tagline and what is – or we'll talk about what it is afterwards actually. Love. So I am a holistic counsellor and also offer flower essence therapy. That, that's something I commonly advertise. Uh, and holistic counselling for me and why I do what I do is I'm so passionate about reigniting women's spark for life. I think there is so much that we can get out of our days, out of our jobs, out of our relationships, our own potential, that there's all of these self-imposed limitations that are put on us and we actually don't realise the choices that we have available. And I just love seeing people get that spark back again because when we do, it's it's almost like it's our birthright. Because when we've got that spark, that's when we're showing up as our best self and we show other people what's possible. It's that ripple effect is contagious in the best way. 100%. I think just working with you in general, it's like, (laughs) we've said this before, but Montana like sees everyone as a diamond and she just wants to like polish back the rough stuff to see that. That's like her gift. That's her thing. So (laughs) that's what you'll get when you work with her. Um, But in terms of just giving a platform for what is holistic counselling, like what actually is that? Yes. So this is going to vary practitioner to practitioner. And I think that's really important to preface this with. But for me, holistic counselling is all about meeting the whole human being where they are at, not where we think they should be at Mm. or using labels or diagnoses to ascertain or decide this, Mm. but actually meeting the human for who they are and working with the mind, body and soul 
of that person and tapping into their unique essence, something that we'll often talk about in sessions, is that our body will whisper until it roars. Yeah. And it's all about tapping into and learning how to speak the language of our body or I guess relearning because we know, <laughs> we just forget. Yeah. We just override our body that. Knows. <laughs> we override that. So really tapping into your true self. Yeah. So and being guided to do so. Like your job is to guide that person to do that. No, is that, oh. no, my guy. I'm there to facilitate. Okay, but part of this process is actually about empowering clients to do this for themselves. Cool, because it's in them. It's already inside of you mm-hmm. to find this to be doing this. It's just that sometimes our lights get dimmed by other experiences, by other people. And sometimes we just need to be in a safe space so that we can actually start to see these things. So there's, I'm there to sort of, yeah, guide or facilitate is how I like to see it because it's not me who's doing this. It is the client. You can have someone, I can have someone come to me Mm -hmm. and if they're not ready to work on their things, take that action, go to those places, then we will stay in the same spot. It's actually the client. Yeah. Okay. I love that. That makes a lot of sense. So I think it sounds like you'd be like the perfect person to come to or other holistic counselors, if that's what you want, um, to come to when you are needing a little bit of a push. Potentially. I feel like counseling is for everybody when you're ready to take the next step. I think it it can be any time. Something's getting in your way. I feel it's so hard because it's just like it is for anyone at any moment. Something that I'm really big on is that you do not have to wait to hit rock bottom before yes. you go get help. So true. Because we're which s- most people do. We're told that. Yeah, we're, we're wait told till that. things are really bad. Yeah, and then, then you'll you change. Go That's bullshit. Or do the thing. Or, yeah, mm. it's bullshit, and it's so sad because we're delaying happiness. Oh, and it's we're so worthy of feeling good now. Yes. And it's not in the sense of instant gratification, but it's also you don't need to delay feeling good. Yeah. You don't have to wait for things to get bad enough. I actually have this, but this is the whole thing, right? The whole reason why counselling, air quotes, works when thing when you do hit rock bottom is because we're motivated by either pleasure or pain, yeah. attaining pleasure or avoiding pain. Yeah. So when things get so bad, we're willing to do whatever it takes to move, to move that needle to do to get out of that situation. But if we're actually wanting to take a more positive look towards things, it's to make the, the journey so pleasurable, so enjoyable. that it's like, well, of course I would do this. This feels so fucking good. Yeah, I love that. That's amazing. And an excellent explanation. I but actually, I realised I didn't even answer your question though. So <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. for anyone that's, I guess, feeling like you're not sure what your next steps are. Mm-hmm. Or I feel like we can be at the most active or most places at the purest place of potential when we feel like there's just more to life there's got to be more to it than this yeah because when you have that thought that is not your brain that is your soul speaking I love that and how many times have we heard that how many times have we been like you just need to do this thing yeah there's just got to be more to it than this yeah yeah. you come home from work or you come home from hanging out with someone you're like there's got to be more to life than this and fun fact there is. There is. <laughs> uh, next question is, what's the difference between psychology and counselling, Montana? Do you know what? I feel like they're very closely overlapping and there's a few key differences though. So in Australia, the term counsellor isn't registered. Mm-hmm. It's not regulated. So you can definitely have an accredited counsellor, someone who is with an accrediting registering body. That is ideally who you want to be guiding towards because someone... Like Joe Blow off the street can call himself a counsellor. 
and oh. have no experience. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. So the thing with a psychologist is that they have done at least six years of study mm-hmm. to get to where they are and to get those qualifications. And psychologists would tif- typically work through approaches like cognitive behavioural therapy. Yeah. And they're working- is that talk therapy? Yeah. Okay. Sorry, it's all about identifying because of our, our thoughts then create or our beliefs create our thoughts, which then create our behaviours. Mm-hmm. So we really want to start identifying the thoughts and beliefs that are driving the behaviours so that we can start, by tweaking those, we can start to get to the behaviours, the lifestyle that we want. Yes. So my background, I did my undergrad in psych and counselling. Okay. I actually started out wanting to be a psychologist. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, however, with psychologists, there typically is a more clinical approach to things, okay. which is really important in a sense where if you're needing an assessment done, um, a diagnosis, then you can go towards psychologists for that. Yeah. Um, or yeah, any type of report, workers' compensation, you will need to go and see a psychologist. Yeah. Um, also in Australia, psychologists, you are able to access through a mental health care plan, which means that you do get sessions rebated mm-hmm. through Medicare. Unfortunately, it's not there for counsellors, which is such a shame because the mental health crisis right now is a problem. Yeah, and it's creating this unnecessary workload for our psychs who are so burnt out and these unnecessary waiting lists. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And so then for our poor – and then the counsellors, like we're ready to see clients, but people can't afford to see counsellors. Oh, that sucks. Um, they can, they, yeah. yeah. Well, they, can, they absolutely can, but it's, it's not like as accessible. Is, yeah. yeah can, it's not agree. as accessible. So for counsellors, though, the main difference is that it is typically more of a person-centred approach. So we're really valuing the human sat before us and the, what makes – As opposed the, to just like a gener- gen, sort of generic sort of approach to every person. Yeah. It's cool. a lot more individualised and ideally we do have sites out there that are yes. offering a more individualized approach but it can be hard when you've got a dust like the depression scale mm. questionnaire that doesn't know these individual quirks about a person which is like would administer but not counselors wow um i didn't know there was something called the depression scale yeah it's depression like a anxiety kind of like sliding yeah. scale yeah, yeah. Um, So for a counsellor, they're more looking at the patterns and cycles of your life so that we can find unique ways for you to move through whatever it is that you're currently navigating. So it can, it's going to look, every session is going to look vastly different. I was just (laughs) about to ask you that. What does a session actually like with you look like? In short, really weird <laughs> sometimes we I feel like I'm Miss Lippy from Billy Madison oh my yeah okay yeah yeah amazing but what I it's really in our sessions together it's all about creating a free space where you are it's that uninhibited expression of yourself beautiful so it's not about I think that's something that I say to all my clients is please leave logic at the door. There is no place for logic in our time together because we're working, when we're working with our subconscious and our emotions, we are so illogical. Yeah. Yeah. So illogical. We are so irrational. We do not make sense. Okay. So it's really, but it's actually by tapping into this authentic expression that our soul can shine and that we can get these answers that empower and liberate us. I love that so much. So we're often always bringing in the body yep. in some way, shape or form. So like actual movement. Yeah. Oh, I love yeah. that. Massive. Big belief for both of us. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Okay. Because we are so much more than a mind. Yeah. We have this incredible vessel that has send, is sending us signals and messages the whole time. All the time. Actually more than what our brain is sending to our body. 
Yeah. We've got a heart. We've got a gut. We've got so many different brains inside of us. It's not just the brain inside of our minds. Mm. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so Amazing. tapping into those. Yeah, tapping yeah. into those bad boys. And listening to all the things. Yeah. That's so perfect. We often will work through where the origins of beliefs and stories and feelings came from. Mm-hmm. So we actually start to understand why you feel the way that you feel. Yes, a root problem. Yeah, root going cause, back to the root. Yeah. In a way that's really safe. Usually do. Yeah, oh, beautiful. We're not rushing. We're not rushing because they're ultimately something that not a lot of people realise and will often see counsellor upon counsellor and be like, this doesn't work for me. Okay. The number one six predictor to success and what I'm going to – is counselling that works. Yeah, success. <laughs> success yeah. is the relationship that you have with your counsellor. Oh my gosh, absolutely. It's not an approach. It's not qualifications. It's the connection. Yeah. Counselor, I was like, it's down to the connection. It's down to the relationship. So that's first and foremost, we're building that that safety, building that relationship, Mm -hmm. then exploring where the fuck (laughs) these thoughts and feelings came from. Yes. Because you feel safe enough to open up in front of them, right? Okay, I have a question that's off topic. Yeah. Well, it's actually very on topic. It's just not written down for you. (laughs) Is... How do you find the right psychologist then, or counsellor? How do you find the right person to work with? Obviously, we just say connection. Yeah. Same as what we we're talking about with personal trainers. So, like, yeah. I feel like a PT you can stalk on Instagram for a while yeah. to find out if they're right, they're the right fit. Unfortunately, when you're trying to find the right psycho counsellor, they're not always going to be on Instagram. Yeah. And you're going to have to fork out a couple of hundred dollars to yeah. be able to actually to find go that in. out. Yeah. Do you have any tips on that? Absolutely. So I think word of mouth is key beautiful is finding out if, if anyone in your circle is comfortable talking about these things who you admire how they work yeah, right yeah because you don't want to grab like your friend who's really mentally struggling yeah, don't. and be like let's go to your side yeah. <laughs> no no okay that's so it's I think it's that willingness to try though yeah and that you also need to be in a space are you in the space yes. to make these changes to open up because and listen yeah because if you are in that point of crisis it can often be really hard we just need to do that done thing to get through and we're not actually in that place where we can look for connection. Yeah. So it might be word of mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, you can Your doctor will refer you to someone. Um, and depending a bit, of course, key here again is what is the relationship that you have with your GP? Do yeah. you align with their approach like, and their ideology? Do they yeah, know do they you know at you? all? And can they recommend the yeah. right one for you? Or are they just grabbing the first yeah. person that they've got in front of them? You can Google psychologists, counsellors in your area. The really cool thing about telehealth or virtual counselling is that you can access counsellors from all over Australia. Yeah, well, because all over it's the online. Yeah, of course. Yeah, so making it more accessible. So, so your sessions are almost all online? Uh, both. Both, because Amazing. I think it's part of the holistic approach is meeting you where you're at. Mm. So some weeks for even Perth-based clients, mm. if they're really if their kids are really sick and they need to be at home with them but want to have the session, then we do virtual counseling that week yeah next week life goes back to be more <laughs> normal yes then they can come in person okay i'd love that but That's beautiful yeah, instagram is also a really great place to start and if your if your practitioner doesn't have instagram you can always book a discovery call with them learn more about their approach i was gonna ask that like are you allowed to speak to them on the phone beforehand like, yeah usually you can always request they're... these things uh, and th- well they i guess they know listen right like you, if you don't ask you're not gonna find yeah. out and then it's so mm. worth for asking these questions at the start, establishing this relationship, because then we can save ourselves from retelling our story. And that is a real problem yes. in the mental health industry is 100%. that people are getting traumatized or re-traumatized by retelling their story over and over and over. Yeah. I t- wow. Totally agree with that. Yeah. I guess that would be a very confronting and probably the first question on most people's yeah. mind then. Yeah. But also if you are 
fearful that there is no right practitioner out there for you, I would invite you to ask, where does this belief come from? Mm, like, have you witnessed somebody else have yeah, unsuccessful or attempts with it? It can potentially be struggling to rely and trust others. Ah. So even you could have found your perfect counsellor. You could have found <laughs> your Cinderella slipper counsellor. <laughs> but because of these beliefs, so that's why it's actually really important to feed this back to your practitioner and yeah. letting them know where you're at. Yeah. I actually don't like you. I would like to leave. And they're like, no, this is just your it's, avoidant tendency. It's so good. <laughs> it's such powerful feedback. Wow. Okay. Incredible. That's so, that's really cool. Um, Coming back to our question of like what a session with you looks mm-hmm. like, Mon. And again, like we said, every practitioner is going to be very different. Do you have like a top two or three kind of or favorite tools in general to use with clients in a yes. session? So I do. Because you've done one with me. This, that was fun. That was cool. That was Whether fun. or not that's one of your favorites and you yeah. want to mention it, you can. But well, that was part just... of my ongoing studies. Was that one oh, that we did together. What are you studying? So I'm studying holistic counseling and psychotherapy. So March next year, I will be a psychotherapist. That's cool. Um, yeah. What's psychotherapy? I don't even know. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> no, it's actually... <laughs> That's like trying to yeah. explain kinesiology, hey? It's actually... It's really old school. <laughs> it's like the original psychology. Oh. So Freud founded psychotherapy, um, I think, if I'm wow. remembering it properly. So it's like <laughs> yeah. over 100 years ago. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, and it, it really does get a bad rap because it's all focused on the past and really strange, outdated concepts. However, what I really love about psychotherapy is the focus on childhood and these formable impressions that have been imprinted on us as young beings in the world and that. the patterns and the cycles that continue to replicate throughout our lives, whether we're aware of it or not. So that's like really working with the subconscious then as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's subconscious dreams, relationships. It's so juicy. Oh, I yeah. love that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Stay tuned. Psychotherapy yes. yeah. Montana. That's we coming. Love. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. But my favorite tools in working with the body, and this is only to be done when enough safety and relationship building has been yeah achieved so in, in a the, facilitated safe space yeah not yeah. just solo yeah Got uh, it. you can definitely if you've if you're at a certain level of emotional safety you can hold yourself yeah. um but it's a technique called amplification and it's really counterintuitive mm. so it's all about getting curious with the sensations present in your body and we can do this mm. if you're more of a if you identify, if you're able to tap into these feelings in your body quite strongly. So for example, someone might say, I'm feeling, I'm so angry. My heart is just burning. It's that that fiery sensation. Wow. Yeah. So we can say, that's perfect. That's really cool. So we can get curious about that fiery sensation and we can start to amplify that, turn that feeling up. What happens? But often we try and dismiss it and run from it. We shouldn't be feeling this way. True. But all feelings are valid. And they're there for a reason. They don't just happen. Your heart's not on fire because it's on fire. <laughs> Something lit it. Wow. <laughs> so by amplifying it, we start to exacerbate these messages from our body. And it might be like, oh, my gosh, I felt like this back when da-da-da-da-da. Or it could be. And does that usually just naturally drop in for yeah, the client as well? Yeah, which is really That's powerful. Cool. It's so cool because it's in their own time. Yes. Or it might be like, I just want to scream. And then so we scream. Ah, together. Usually it'd be me holding space for them because <laughs> okay, it's yeah. not about me because I want to scream too. <laughs> Your own but, session. Yeah. <laughs> but it's actually about the witnessing, mm. allowing someone to witness because then we're like, am I allowed to do this? Yeah, true. And I think we would always hold ourselves back, right? Yeah, exactly. We would inhibit 
ourselves from doing that because that's weird. And it's not weird. It's our body. And we've got an episode on this about our body and trauma. Trauma wants to complete itself. It's a loop. It's trying to complete itself. And in these sessions, we're using these techniques so that the trauma cycle can go through all stages, reach that point of resolution. So it's not continuing to manifest, trying to resolve itself. We're doing that for you. Oh, I love that. And I don't think most of us know how to complete a trauma no, cycle solo. No, no one's taught that. No one's taught that. It should be a subject at school. Please can it be? <laughs> that's perfect. And do you have another tool? So amplification was that. Yeah. That's what that's called. Yeah, okay, so cool. that is through process work and it needs to be done in a really safe, sensitive way. Yes. Though that's not for just anyone and everyone off the street. Um, so the other parts, I love inner child work. It's so, so powerful. And going back and reparenting ourselves, telling ourselves what we needed to hear back then, giving ourselves what we needed to back then. Because ultimately, if we didn't get these things as a child, how do we know how to get them as an adult? Yeah. How do we recreate? We just continue to recreate the same negative experience. I was going to say, it manifests in your real exactly. life constantly in a different way. Exactly. So it's a, it's ah. it can be... Quite emotional work. Yes, I can imagine. Because, but when we go back to our childhood, we're, as adults, we often see ourselves as unworthy of normal things, yeah, of, of yeah. these different things. That when we go back to a child, it's like, oh my God, how could you possibly be unworthy of this? You're so pure. You're so innocent. Yeah. They still live inside of you now. Yeah. They still live on. So using yeah, inner child work is so powerful. That can be through journaling. That can be, my favorite though is by tapping back into activities that you loved to do as a child oh, and honoring that. that now. Yes. I recommend that all the time. Yes, because it's just... Go swing on the fucking swing set. Yeah, do what you love. If you were the kid yeah. who loved catching bugs, go out on your bushwalk. Go go and get the bugs, as strange as it sounds. Yeah. But it's about tapping into that essence. And like of nurturing that innocence. Yes, exactly. Wow. And I think Wholesome. my final tool that anyone can do, this is my favourite tool for deciding, using just, yeah, for needing to make an important decision and not being sure which way to go. Oh, so, I haven't heard this. So this is fun. Go. So this is my, I call it my fuck yes or fuck no exercise. Okay. So if you're, this is ideal if you're a dog person or we, I'm going to use dog people as an example. <laughs> okay. But if you're a cat person or just think about something that lights your soul up and imagine in the room next to you, hmm. there is a room full of puppies. <laughs> okay imagining and they are there they are so excited to see you they've just woken up from their nap so they have lots of energy trust me i know because mine bites <laughs> me all the time <laughs> yes. <You're> joking, not <laughs> max sorry max. they're not puppies that you have to this is you're going too far oh come back, sorry, sorry, sorry sorry go back to two or three weeks come back mm -hmm. to the puppies there's a room full of puppies oh my gosh they're fluffy <laughs> good little boys amazing ready to see you what do you notice happening in your body right now excitement where where does it live in your body oh in like the bottom of my sternum perfect what does that feel like for you uh it feels pure it feels ex oh, uh -huh. the sensations like, what yeah would they be? actually there's some stuff that comes up hey Ooh. it's like not <laughs> need to Jesus Christ, no. <laughs> no, no 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 i'm okay um a room full of puppies next door and they're so excited to see me. Immediately I think I'm Max and I'm like, oh no, he's going to wee on the carpet, but that's okay. Yeah. Um, coming back to the group of them, <laughs> younger Max, it's just pure like love and overwhelming innocence and just, I think it's just in the bottom of my sternum that just goes That is so amazing. That's where we're tapping into. Yeah. We're tapping into the sensations here. So what's happening in the bottom of your sternum is it? open does it feel really warm these are just examples by the way there's no right or wrong answer because everyone's going to have their own i own message here 
yeah. own sensations. So it's about getting really curious about that quality okay, and where it lives. Okay. So you just invite people to just like keep going, keep going deeper. Yeah. What does it, it feel like? So for example, it could be I'm breathing easier. Oh. Or it could be, and so that like a lightness, yeah, okay. And then we could flip it to the other side, so it's like there's a room full of maxes, and you have to clean up all their poos. <laughs> <laughs> and they're stinky. Oh, and then <laughs> you had like, onions. Fuck, no. it is dinner. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I and get noticing it. what yep. happens in your body when you think of that, because that's a, and the whole thing is that with this exercise you're not going to, it's exacerbated. We've amplified Mm. the essence of your yes and of your no. So when you think about, do I stay in this relationship or do I go? You might, you might get a really subtle Ah. response. So it might be a really subtle breathing, breathing easier. Okay. I love that. But, or if we think of like Morgan proposing where it's like that same sternum excitement of your body's saying yes. That's oh, your body's yes. That's wholesome. Yeah. That's so, beautiful. Also, though, you might not like the answer because sometimes it could be like, oh, shit, now I know this. Oh, Yeah, and then we avoid <laughs> it. That makes sense. And yeah, then we but suppress this is and just, we don't work through it. But it's all about having the tools to be like, okay, now I know what my heart really wants. Now I know what my soul really wants here. Oh, and then you choose what yeah. to do with that. Exactly. As you, as you please. Exactly. Oh, my goodness. I love that. That's it's incredible. Fun. It's really, it's so fun. That's a very, very powerful tool. <laughs> Next question, Montana. Who is counselling for? Now, I know we touched on this mm. at the start, but what, like, we obviously said, how do you know when to start? Mm. Who is counselling for, though? It's for everyone. It yeah. is so important because just like we all have physical health, mm-hmm. we all have mental health. True. And Got to do mental workouts. Exactly. Exactly. Whatever that looks like for you. So whether you're a man or a woman or you're younger or you're older, it doesn't actually matter. It doesn't discriminate. It's important that everyone has a, a safe place to go for support. Mm. And something that I'm so passionate about is healing these generational patterns because what happened to you and what you've lived through is not your fault. Yeah, true. However, the healing is your responsibility. Oh, good one. And so one. we want to be getting in this place of whether you want to have children or not. Mm. I'm in this place right now where I'm hyper-conscious. Yeah. You know, bringing my child into yeah, this literally. world. Uh, so reparenting myself always, all the time, especially in this moment. Um, but getting even – you're an auntie, you're an uncle. You you will meet children. You will come into contact with others. Yeah. So I think it's every it's all of our responsibilities to be shining a light on our inner processes mm. for the sake of ourselves and feeling better and realising that we are whole exactly as we are and also for the collective and the planet. Mm. Stop inflicting our shit on everybody. <laughs> yeah, you're here first, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> um, okay, I have another question then. Uh-huh. If you're someone – okay, I'll rephrase that. Do you believe that there are the right and wrong times for counselling? Wrong's not the right word, mm. actually. Do you believe that we go through cycles? Like it's not yeah. something you need every single week all the yeah. time. 100% okay. because you're the expert of your own life. Right, yes. That at some – because if we continuously go to our counsellor, mm-hmm. it's – They're not empowering us it's then, right? Yeah, there's a power dynamic at play here. And so oh. we're just going to validation, validation, validation. Do you think I should? Should I? What do I do about this? And not and taking responsibility. Yeah, because it's the whole point of counselling is to empower you to have these tools to make these decisions for yourself. Mm, that's a beautiful answer. Because I was just thinking, I was like – I, and I'm sure there are people that are listening and we go yeah. kind of – 
I think I'm okay. Like I don't really have anything I need to work through right now. Yeah. But then I also have to sit there and go, well, hold on a second. Yeah. At some point, there's going to be something that you need to work through. And there'll be that session where you're like driving along and you're like, I don't even know what I'm going to talk about. Yeah. And then you have so the breakthrough. Happens. Oh. Yeah, you have the breakthrough. Okay. But then it can be when there's been, you know, a few sessions in a row, you're like noticing life's actually going really well right now. It's actually really important to have that integration celebration phase mm. so that you can attain that next you can enjoy this present part because it's we otherwise we're just addicted to healing yeah. and doing the inner work and doing the inner work and we're just sort of it's bom- exhausting and yeah. we're not integrating and right not living. we've spoken about before yeah yes we're not actually living so there is a time and a place for it but often if you're not sure what to do next or if you're not if the if it feels like you have no other option yeah if you feel like if you're sick of making of being in the same cycle yeah and you want something different but you don't know how to be different if you feel like you've tried everything and nothing's working immediately Um, speaking of though when you just said like you have those sometimes you're driving and you're like I don't know what I'm going to speak to today and that's uh, speak about today and that's where the breakthroughs happen can you share one of your biggest breakthroughs with a client yes obviously we don't expect a name no (laughs) but just like a story that you really like lights you up when you talk about your passions yes this is a beautiful client who came to me earlier this year and she was struggling with she'd just gotten out of a relationship where she it was really one-sided mm-hmm. and she was giving her all and felt like she was getting nothing in return and 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 one day realized that she couldn't do it anymore so she came to me and because she'd been on tinder she'd been doing online dating mm-hmm. and was really feeling like they she just kept getting ghosted and she was like what's going on here oh. what is happening and as we went on, we realised that she had this belief that originated from her childhood where if she wasn't at – she felt like because she, if she wasn't physically beautiful mm-hmm. that she had to be interesting. Ah. So then she – but because she forever felt like she wasn't interesting enough. Ah. So then there would be this self-fulfilling prophecy where someone would be like, how was your day? Yes. And then, it'd be like, yeah, good, how was yours? We're oh. not actually giving them anything to go off. Because then they can't make a decision whether yeah. or not you are or are not interesting. Yeah, they don't know what you're actually like. So then it would That's confirm amazing. the same belief. So we started to work on this belief, work on her confidence. Um, and at times it was it was a huge journey for both of us about trusting the process. Because yes. there was, and this is something that we often see in counselling, where it feels like there's so much changing in your inner world and for yourself. But then when you're like, oh yeah, like what's happened in the past fortnight? And you're like, I don't really know. But I feel like so much has changed, but nothing has really changed. I'm still doing the same things. Yeah. Um, and so there was, it was a big part of trusting the process here. Yeah. And she has now gone to monthly sessions and she checked in with me the other day and let me know that she actually bumped into her ex whilst walking <laughs> okay. the other day. And she's mentioned that old her would have started bawling her eyes out or feeling so sad and so scared and wondering maybe she should go back to him and oh my gosh what have I done and then she he dismissed her and she sort of didn't really make they both made eye contact but didn't engage in conversation um and then she went on her walk and then laughed to herself and realised that, yeah, it stung a bit him not acknowledging her. Yeah, of course. But she felt fine. Oh, I love that. And, and that her she, body wasn't like, ah. Yeah, there was no response to it anymore. And she actually realised that how much happier she is without him. And in that moment was like, 
I actually feel like he would be more afraid of me than I am of him. Oh, that's cool. Because a lot, how many people have like not actually processed and gone through what's happened with their exes? Exactly. Most people. Exactly. Mm. So just allowing her to get to that space where now she actually is okay with being alone. And yes, she still wants a relationship, but Mm. with With her. With the right person. Exactly. Because we've been working on filling her own cup up and meeting these needs for herself so if it is connection how can she create this connection through her work through her friendships through her life so that they we're not just waiting for this person to come along because when they eventually do the bar's set quite high now yeah of course the standards are up there yeah so we've worked not in a bad way exactly this is the thing right we've worked on together where it was talking about standards Mm. and the bare minimum of what we'd accept and we were talking about raising standards. She was like, I don't feel like I can do this because if I do, who am I going to be able to attract? Yeah. Can anyone meet these standards? And I was saying to her. They're healthy and realistic. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was saying to her, I was like, would you feel bad about turning down someone who you know abused animals? And she was like, no. And I was like, exactly. That's yeah. your baseline standard. Do you feel bad about having that standard? No, it's a good thing. Yeah, I love <laughs> standards that. Standards are a good thing. Standards are We a don't good need thing. to feel guilty about raising our standards. Definitely. They're based on the values of an individual, right? And the exactly. more we get to know ourselves and meet ourselves, the better we know our values, the better we can make decisions accordingly. Exactly. Surround ourselves with people who can meet those. I or align with those. That. Yeah. That's exciting. So that was That's just cool. wonderful to see her. But again, she did that. Yeah. That was her in that moment reflecting back what she would have done versus what she did do this time around. Yeah. So it's just that moment I had tears in my eyes. Just so happy for her. (laughs) (laughs) That's so beautiful. I think that actually perfectly wraps up today's episode with how do people book in with you, Montana, if they're feeling called to work with you? Love. So booking in, I would love for people to book in a connection call through my Instagram at the.well.nook. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and that connection call is a 20-minute Zoom call, which will allow us to get to know each other, see if it is a vibe check. Obviously, the, yeah. we need to have some type of rapport. Um, and that way you can sort of see a bit more about how I am, how I work, and if you feel like this is going to align and I feel like my approach will align with you. Mm-hmm. And we can also ascertain the type of support that you need and if I yeah. am the best person for you. And how many times you would recommend them to do yeah. sessions exactly we learn more about how we can work together my different packages Mm. on offer yeah and go from there that's so beautiful I feel like I feel like that's it that's all we have to say love so we're gonna finish today's episode with our segment I'm woke as fuck but Montana do you want to kick this off for us so my I'm woke as fuck moment for the week would be (laughs) The fact that I hate meditating for any longer than 10 minutes. <laughs> Ideally, eight. Oh, that's a good one. That's such a good I one. Hate, I totally agree I, with that. I hate meditating. It's so boring. I go through phases. <laughs> people like sit there so for hard. an hour and yeah, I'm I can't so relate. enlightened. Yeah, can't relate. Nice yeah. candy. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. My turn? Yes. Okay. My I'm woke as fuck but moment this week was I just fucking hate miserable people. Like I am like someone who tries to be really happy all the time and really positive all the time. And when I'm actively trying to like make your day better, I 
would like a you know some kind of acknowledgement in the process of like being kind or just smiling yeah. back or Victor something. Victim mindset is so hard to work with. Yeah, I'm just like if you're responsible for your circumstances, so do yeah. something about it if you're sad. Yes, yeah, so which is why I just don't like leaving the house. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, amazing well my loves thank you so much for tuning into today's episode if you have enjoyed this episode we'd love for you to share your biggest takeaways by taking a screenshot and posting it to your instagram stories tagging us of course so we can see you if you can please also rate and review this podcast and clicking to subscribe or follow depending on where you're listening to us as that will help us get into the ears of more incredible souls just like yours And as always, at the end of the day, we are just here to walk each other home and we hope you're heading into your day with a little bit of a fire lit up your ass or ready to make the next move and play the heck out of the cards you've been dealt. Goodbye, my loves. Bye.